36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Coach Goins, and welcome to another Fast Break edition of Basketball More Than a Game. Listen, I am not in the studio, and I'm not in the gym. I am actually at Lee High School in Stanton, Virginia, with none other than head coach, Coach Jarrett Hatchett of the Fighting Lehman. Welcome to Basketball is More Than a Game, Coach Hatchett. Hey, thank you for having me on. And uh, I don't know if this is as nice as your normal studio, but here, here in my classroom, so... Uh, thanks for coming over today. This is awesome. Hey, not, not a problem. We're just going to, folks, uh, just kind of let you in on uh, how this came about to actually uh, contact the Coach Hatcher, uh, I think about a week ago, and was just trying to get everything landed on the calendar. And I, actually, I was coming back from New York last night and got on the phone call. And so we're just going to kind of pick it up uh, right from uh, right from the phone call last night. But first of all and foremost, just congratulations, Coach, on just a outstanding season. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they attempt uh, to go out and do the things that you guys have done, but, you know, to be crowned state champions what a huge huge accomplishment uh and not only for for you but as well as for the community and, and lee high school so if you'll just have a few opening comments about that we'll get started oh well thank you i tell you you know so many times in coaching we're used to all right we lose we fall short we don't gain the prize and so you're, you're accustomed to talking about next year and you're accustomed to what we could have done or what should have happened and when you when you when you reach your goal and the, this group of young men uh, they were fantastic from day one, committed to we're going to try to win a state title, and it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard, and, and plenty of good teams get there and fall short. And so um, it was just a fun ride uh, from day one of the season and then to the final the final game to think about our community. And it's, it's a big deal. I'm born and raised here, lived here my whole life, played at Lee, coached at Lee. Uh, a lot of these guys, their kids, uh, the kids on the team, their parents played at Lee. Yes. Uh, grandparents played at Lee, and so – um, to look up in the stands and see old and young and everybody wearing blue and white, uh, just a fantastic experience. And the community's been very wonderful um, since since the championship. So many kind words. And uh, the, the, this group of kids, um, you know, they helped my dreams come true as well. And so I'm just thankful and blessed that I got a, a chance to coach them and work with them. You know, and, and that's the thing, folks, and it's just uh, Coach uh, Hatcher, as, as we always say, uh, just dropping dimes. Uh, on the on the truth of the matter, you know, a lot of times people don't understand uh, what it takes to be a coach, what the you know, the behind the scenes, the you know, the, the breaking down of the X and O's, and just working with that. And so today, that's what we're going to really focus in on. So, coach, this first section, we got about eight uh, teed up questions, as I call them, okay. and we're gonna call this section fast break. Uh oh. And so in that fast break, you know, some of the things that we're gonna get into, I just just jump right on there. What advice do you have of any coach at any level as they try to start with thinking about? Well, I like to be a basketball. Coach, so what would you suggest that they do, or how to go about getting started? Well, I got started as a as a younger kid at, at the YMCA and volunteering. I think you know there's so many avenues now yes. with AAU, mm-hmm. with summer travel ball, with uh, everybody. Every community has some type of rec situation. So regardless of your age, uh, I think that's a great way to volunteer and get started. I think the the best advice with anybody coaching. Whatever level you're doing, whether it's six-year-old co-ed ball at the YMCA or whether it's an elite travel team or whether it's a high school, that's the most important team. Yes, Those kids are the most important kids you can coach. And don't feel that, hey, uh, I'm coaching six-year-olds. No, that's just as important as coaching in the NBA. Okay. 
because the 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 love of the game and 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 things that you can you can show to kids. I think that's the most important thing is is don't belittle or think well what I'm doing is not important because so many kids need role models and so many people uh, look to coaches. You know the the basketball as you say is is you know that's that's just part of it. Yes, it is. And and it's more than a game, but it's 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 the 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 pathway to so many things in our lives. And you and I talked about that yes, last did. night. Basketball can open up so many things. And it might, you might be that mentor that that person needs, or you might be that that person that uh, that kid goes to 10 years down the road. That's exactly right. I mean, and the huge, huge thing there is the big thing that we want to really focus in on is, again, basketball is more than the game. And that's what Coach and I was talking about last night and as I was you know, rolling, rolling down the highway. But most importantly, Coach, let's, let's talk a little bit about your, how do you balance work, family, career, and coaching? Uh, it's hard. You know, I, I had a good role model in my, my mom uh, raising two sons and, and with my dad being a head coach, uh, we made sure that family time was – you know, if if we got to leave at three fifteen, we're going to eat dinner at three o'clock, and and we always we, we made basketball part of the family affair, and, and I've tried to do that uh, myself. It's hard to balance right. uh, with school teaching. I teach um, government and U.S. history and world history, and so just like a student athlete, I've got to be on point That's during right. basketball season. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my lessons, um, you know, I've, I'm I'm working. In the off season, to make sure I've got stuff prepared because basketball is a hard time. Um, I would be lost without Terrell Mickens and Tilly Tate and Sam LeClaire, my three assistants. Uh, those three guys. Uh, Sam just graduated from Lee as a freshman at Blue Ridge. Uh, Tilly it works at Shelburne, and then Terrell is uh, at Bridgewater College playing football okay. and coaching basketball wow. as well as working at the Y. And the four of us work very well together with scouting. All the things that people don't have any idea. Uh, Breaking down film, uh, going through the film and picking out tendencies, scouting. Uh, The four of us worked really hard during the state tournament. So it's hard to balance. And my friends and family know that from November to March, maybe don't ask me to do stuff, maybe don't plan. And uh, it's it's labor-intensive and time-consuming. But for me, it's a lifestyle that I... I don't know anything different. I don't know what it's like to be in the winter and not have basketball. I, I can imagine. So, folks, make sure you understand that Coach Hatcher is the son of legendary Hall of Famer uh, Paul Hatcher, who has won numerous uh, coaching, and that is five. Is that correct? D- Dad won four, four. and I, okay. I've won one. So, right. so, as, a, so, so as, a, as a team, we've won five. five, five. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, just how about that? You know, just not, just setting records uh, and, again, back in the same gym and, you know, in the same hallways as his father, you know, set his, uh, set his career and just, you know, laminated it with nothing but uh, state championships. And now his son, you know, comes in, comes in, you know, several years behind and just be able to, to win that. So what an accomplishment. You know, just give a shout-out to any of the former players and the, that played for their dad and, and is actually aspiring to be a coach. You know, just stop in and, and, and spend a few minutes with Coach Hatcher. You know, a lot of times people think they pay $5 and come into a high school gym and, and they know all what needs to happen. Uh, but that's a different story and a different time for this episode. But but with that, Coach, we're just going to jump right on in. And what is it? I know winning a state championship is, you know, is that's, you know, that's the pinnacle. Uh, but what's also what's rewarding in your aspect as a coach? Not just not just the wins or the losses and winning champ. But what? Let's tell the listeners what else is important. Uh, before we took the floor um, in the state finals in Richmond, I had a guy yelling, "Jarrett, Jarrett, Jarrett!" Then I, coach, and I turned around and it was a kid that was on my first team. Wow. He was a JV kid, 
Um, I went to school with his sisters, and he was about six years younger than me. And, uh, you know, he said, I would miss this coach. Um, I've been able to go to, um, you know, weddings and births and christenings, funerals, um, good, bad. Uh, a lot of these kids, so many of them, um, I've, I watched my dad and, and how he dealt with, with his players and former players. And to, to get to be a part of these kids' lives, and I tell them, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here for you, not just for basketball, but for the rest of your life. And um, that's been, I've, I've seen both good and bad. You know, kids have called me former players when they needed something and things weren't going real well. And, and then to be able to celebrate graduations and, like I said, weddings and the birth of their children. And, you know, there, there are two or three guys on this year's team, uh, their dads played for me. Right. That's and, amazing. And, and so, so I think that part of, um, I've always approached it. You know, my dad was obviously a big role model. Mine, Dean Smith, was a role model. Um, really, any coach. I mean, you talk and listen to these guys over the years that that come back, and the coach plays a part in their life outside of basketball. And that's what I've always tried to do. And you know, these three seniors that are graduating, Manny and, and Tyrese and Darius, I've known them all since they were little little boys, and and have known really Tyrese and Manny. Uh, since almost birth, and wow. and you think about to, for me to get to share that with Tyrese, who was on the floor when we won in 05, wow. watching his uncle Eli, and 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 so that's that's something that you know the the state championship is is wonderful, but those relationships with those guys that you know that we're going to have forever. That's right. And folks, you always remember that's why it's basketball more in the game. And, and what Coach is laying down there is just talking about relationships, you know, and that's where it all starts, you know, because you know nobody knows how much you care for them until you show them uh, away from the court. You know, so, and with that kind of segues uh, into our next uh, series of questions, Coach. What advice would you give any young player, or let's just say, just kind of age this thing out, what advice would you give a player getting ready to come into high school? What do they need to really work on prior to the season. I think the biggest things for kids and and it's and you know basketball and you've seen it at a lot of different levels. Uh, the fundamentals. No matter how much we preach fundamentals, kids don't understand, adults don't understand. <laughs> you go watch an NBA practice, they're working on fundamentals. They're working on things because if if you're everybody in the NBA's got talent. Correct. You've got to be able to separate yourself. The college guys work so much footwork, yes. skill development. And I think it's it's real easy for kids to to lose sight of that. We all want to run in the gym and fire up a three. And I think the the thing I tell every parent, they say, what can my kid work on? I say, ball handling and shooting. How about that? And Because those are the two skills yes. that you're going to obviously need all the time. And if you can shoot the basketball, you're going to be on the floor. Watch out. And if you can handle the basketball, you're going to be on the floor. Watch out. Come on. And, he's and, laying it down. And, and I think that's the that's the thing that, that gets lost. You go watch these guys in college and we all like to see the dunks and all that. But you watch the, the college and the pros. Those guys warm up. They don't miss. They don't miss. And they're shooting maybe 60%, 70% unguarded. Correct. So they can shoot 50% guarded. And the high school kids, they don't quite quite understand that. Those are the two big things. I think the third thing is it's attitude. Correct. Uh, and the attitude is the ability. Can you be coached? Can you take criticism? Can you take criticism and instead of – Quitting or saying, "Hey, that's I don't like that." Can you dig down and say, "Okay, I'm going to do what Coach said"? Or if you get challenged, can you meet the challenge? I think too many times kids they lack the patience, the grit, mm-hmm. the toughness. It's it's hard, right? And man, nothing worth doing if it's not hard. We talk about that with basketball. That's hard. It's hard. It's hard to win. It's yes. hard to win a game. It's hard to win 
a couple games, and 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 that I think those are the three big things. And, and people look at me and say, "Man, that's stupid. That's pretty that's, easy." But it's your attitude, and and do you have the basic skills? That's, you can't control how tall you are. Um, God blessed Jarvis and Darius with size and quickness, right. and He gave me some quick guards. That you know, I didn't have anything to do with how right. fast Blaze and Jaleel are, how long uh, Tyrese's arms are, but but the skill development in that heart that's yes. that's key. You know, and again, folks, you just you know, please just understand why we why we do what we do, uh, because again, it, it's more than a game. But in that, you know, coaches just continue to lay it down, uh, precept upon precept. But most importantly, uh, one of the things we want to turn into is as he was talking about, and today's players a little bit different than when I came through in the eighties. Uh, and, and the coach really has to work on development because it's you almost have to meet the kid where they are in today's game. So, whip that coach. How do you develop a trust factor, or how to? What is your method of so the guys will be able to to open up and pour out and into you and really get you to you know to understand that you know I, it, it's Darius today and it's uh, Jarvis tomorrow. How do you work that different skill level and different balance between we, your players? Well, you hope um, have have an assistant that played for me. That helps. Yeah. Immediately, and, we, and that's something we've always kind of had here, going back to when I was an assistant. I think the big thing is, right, right early on, we've got kids that are um, in our open gyms that are middle school. We're up front with them. All right, if I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to assess your skills. Realistically, I'm not going to overinflate. I'm not going to. Well, maybe sometimes we might, we might uh, <laughs> undervalue just sure. to, to, to get kids to work harder. But, but I think that they see that, and it's legitimately passed down from each group of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli Crawford and Tyler Crawford and Jason Jordan and Daryl Taylor were guys that played in the 0405 teams. Okay. They come back to practice. They come back to open gyms. They come back to watch. They grab these guys at the barbershop or at the Y or at the grocery store and say, hey, man, listen to him. He knows what he's doing. Or, hey, we did that. This is going to be tough. you got to be ready for this. And I think there's positive peer pressure. I think that helps, but but we try to build from the very the very first practice. We say, look, we stand around the circle. Um, there's no parents, there's no girlfriends, there's no family members, there's no administration, there's nobody else. It's just us. Mm-hmm. All right, you you are accountable just to these twelve, thirteen, four, however many guys. And then we we talk to them about we're going to go on a journey, and it's going to end somewhere in some locker mm-hmm. room, and it could be tears of joy, or it could be tears of sadness. And it's going to end. It's going to end. Our careers are going to end. And if you're a junior, you're going to be a senior. And so we, we build from that and, and try to let these guys know that, hey, we're here for you. Uh, if you screw up, we're going to let you know. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, not going to come <laughs> bail you out of trouble. Correct. If you screw up, you got to, if you do something wrong at school, you got to stand up on your own. Being an athlete doesn't make you any better. It makes you maybe have higher standards. And so I think from that, then we try to build a culture. This year's senior class, um, I think now in the spring, after teaching them and being around, I think they're probably sick of me. We've spent too much time, time together. together. <laughs> but, but I think the idea of they get it. Tyrese is a ninth grader. Um, question sometimes, why am I even on the varsity? I should be on the JV. Well, I wanted him on the varsity uh, because I knew that he was going to be a good leader and a good player. And Emmanuel uh, Johnson, as a sophomore, was like, everybody's like, that guy ought to be on the JVs. And I was like, I feel strongly that he's going to be a kid that can contribute. Um, and so you end up with, now I've got three seniors, and those guys lead us to a state title. How about and, that? And, and they get it. And so their leadership then, uh, 
the other kids are watching. They're gonna they're gonna benefit. Our JVs watch those guys. Sure they do. And so you you hope that that's how. I know that takes that's a huge answer, but that's something. No, bu- no, building our culture is something we work really really hard oh, on. Yeah, I mean, and that's huge. I mean, I'm I'm an implant and, uh, and came into Augusta County. Uh, job my job reloaded me here. And when I got here, it was oh four oh five and and ran into a guy named Steve Argenbright and worked mm-hmm. with Steve. And Steve was like, man, you guys need to come to Lee High School tonight. So what's going on in high school, man? All the, um, I think it was Australian national team yes. was, was in town. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we come in. I mean, the place was like packed. I'm like, all right, now I think we just fell in basketball heaven. So we go in and we catch us a seat up at the top of the gym and come out. And, and I think that was the team that went on and, and won the state championship yes. that year. And I was like, wow. I said, so here's the ballers. All the ballers are over here. I said, so and again, that, that helped me put it on the radar and be able to slide over and, and, and take a look at what you guys, your, your whole body of work. And that's what it, you know, that's what it means a lot, folks. Think about it. What Coach, you say, you know, his, his alumni, uh, come, alumnus are coming in and, and really mentoring these young guys. And then now, you know, 15, 20 years from now, I know that's kind of fast forwarding a lot, but the seniors now when they come back, I mean, that's something that they will always cherish. You know, oh, yeah. you come back, it's just like, well, I got to go back. No, I'll go back and I walk in this gym as a champion. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's huge. We, we took our picture the other week uh, that's going to go on the wall. Okay. And the, the, the unreal feeling of we're doing what we talked about doing. And then we texted each other, the kids, and, and then the coaches were in a group chat, and the kids were in a group chat, and, um, you know, we talked about we just took the picture for the wall. And I actually got the picture yesterday. Wow. It's, okay. um, it's, it hasn't, we're building the frame for it. But the, like I told those kids on the bus afterwards, I said, you, you now get to pull up to the table, and you can, when these guys talk about great teams or great players, I said, you guys, you took a whole community on a great ride. And people are going to remember that. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to, to be the coach's son. And so I grew up as a gym rat in the gym. And so my whole life, it's been, I mean, I like Carolina basketball and I like the New York Yankees, but my team's Lee High. Okay, right. And, and, and <laughs> I know everything there is to know and stats and facts and figures. And Tony Randolph, who played for us and then played at Chaminade, okay. Tony called me uh, the Monday after the state title. Hey, you know, he's in Hawaii. Congratulations, man. So proud of you. Tony was a senior uh, when I was a fourth-grade manager traveling with my dad for the first time. Wow. And so for me personally, the connection, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, some of the guys on the 67 team who my dad didn't coach, okay. and I didn't go to school with any of those guys, you know, they were the first guys to write me letters. Hey, man, 50 years since we won ours. Way to go. And that, that pride, um, all the coaches, we put sevens on our ring. That's our school's seventh state title. And so that... That means, you know, the 1931 team. I've talked to the sons and grandsons of guys on those teams. And it just means so much to me. And to be able to be a part of this and to share it with these kids, um, you know, and hopefully they'll come back and settle in Stanton. No, sure. or, or go do something amazing. And, and I can say, look at this kid. Look that's what exactly, he's done. That's exactly and that's what right. you hope. I hope that Darius and Manny and Tyrese, they're all three planning to go to college. I hope the sky's the limit for what they do. That's exactly right. Because when they can come in the gym, then in 10 years, I can say, look at this. Exactly this is Tyrese. You wouldn't believe the business he owns right now. You know, it's that kind of stuff. And right. this is Darius. Hopefully he's going to have a great career at Marshall. And and so um, it's a very – coaching is, is a very special thing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, say that when you were, when you were laying it out, I could, I could see those young men coming back as men with their family and stopping, you know, for a game and turn around and – and point up at the yeah. point up at the picture, and, and they'll tell you know, or hold their son up and go, "Is it, Daddy? Man, you were on that team." It's like, yeah, I was, I was on that team. So I, I, I can only imagine 
uh, and just the pride that you uh, that you feel in you, and rightfully do. You know what I mean? So well, I, I was on a side note of that. I had uh, the point guard that played on my team. I was a year older than all my best friends, and they won a state title after I graduated. So, oh, so wow. in 90, we won the state Ooh, title. Okay. So that was hard to deal with in some ways. <laughs> but uh, we were playing a game, a packed, and I heard, Coach, Coach, I want to go in. And I looked. The game hadn't started. It was warm-ups. And it was JoJo Stewart, uh, who was the point guard on our 1990 team. Okay. He was up from Georgia. Wow. So he got to come in and see a game. So you know, I'd, I'd talk to these kids about these guys. He showed up. Another one of his teammates, Gary Cog and Adam Hoffman. These guys, it's 27 years, and they were able to come to the locker room, and I get to I get to introduce and show, uh, you know, my teammates, yep. my new teammates. Exactly. You know, it was just um, I've been very blessed in that. You know, Chris Lasseter wrote a great article uh, challenging these kids about let let this be something good, but but do more with it than. Right. Than just basketball, and um, Chris was one of my players okay. my, on my first varsity team. And so I'm just, uh, I love Stanton, and I love basketball, and it's I love right. Lehigh. I'm, yeah. I'm really lucky, it's, and I like to talk. And that's all right. <laughs> hey, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with all that coaching. That again, I'm just glad this is working out for us. But in that next question, I like to, to talk about it. doing open gym sessions. I hear a lot of that and always rolling around. When a player comes in, what do you look for, or what advice would you give a player when they come in and open gym? Um, things that you know they need to look at, you know, things they need to work on. And as you, as a coach, what would you like to see players focus in on during that segment? Three, three things we look at all the time. Obviously, skills. I mean, you right. can a kid's either going to be skilled or he's not, and some of that comes at different points. And as you know, you know, there's a kid that might have size, but he hasn't developed his skills yet, or. There's a kid that, hey, all right, if he grows, he mm. might be able to be a good shooter. I always look at uh, attitude. Are they unselfish? Do they do they play uh, defense? Do they share the basketball? Mm-hmm. Do they uh, congratulate their teammates? All those things that you know you maybe don't matter, but they do matter in a culture of a team. Second thing we look at um, is toughness. And sometimes we'll take a kid um, and we'll put like the returning varsity guys all on one team, and they'll go against a bunch of like guys that. They can't compete. Why? I know it's unfair. It's unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So does the kid, does he battle regardless of the odds? Does he pout? Does he complain? Does he figure out a way to, to get more out of his team? You know, you, mm-hmm. those little type things. Sure. Um, sure. Sometimes the varsity guys don't understand. Other times I want the varsity guys to play together because I want to build cohesiveness and I want to build a killer instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the type things that, that you look at. And then we do a lot of drills um, does the kid go hard in the drill? Uh, is he coachable? Is he, is he soaking in what we're saying, or is he looking down at the other end, paying attention to what his buddies might be doing? Um, and so those are the things that as we get into the – and our open gyms in the spring are a lot different than our open gyms in the summer. Open gyms in the spring are a little looser, okay. um, not as because of spring sports, not as many guys – um, and the season's further away. Right. Once, once you get to those those uh, September open gyms, you know I'm like panicked. You know, oh my gosh, we've got we've got 11 weeks till we play, and, and so those those are a little more intensive and a little more we play a little bit more um, this year. Something we hadn't done, we made weightlifting mandatory. Okay, all right. We said, all right, the weight room's open, and nobody would go. And now this year, we we're like, it does not matter. You're if you're you're, you're, you're and, and that paid. Paid large dividends sure. and and helped with the um, you know the kids and we did it all through the season up until about Christmas and then it got a little too hard to try to manage with sure. gym time but mm-hmm. so that's pretty much you know attitude how's a kid carry himself and I want kids that are tough I want kids that are 
smile and in love basketball. Right. So, folks, you're here, Coach, you know, for, so before you lace them up and come up in the, in the gym and make sure you dial into the process with your attitude. And, because, you know, it, one thing about it, you know, you, you, you can have a kid, and I don't care how much talent um, that he may possess, but then when he's a headache on the court – uh, best place for him to be, and maybe home playing a little bit on the PlayStation. So, right. you know, Coach, he, he has enough um, you know, irons in the fire, and last thing he needs is folks coming in and not dialing the process. So, you know, Coach Hatcher is definitely laying it out there for us today, folks, so we certainly appreciate that. Now, listen, we're going to be turning, Coach, to the second half of the uh, episode today, and this one or this section is called In the Paint. Okay. And why I call it In the Paint, because we get we, we, we kind of go to another level and just kind of find out you know who's Jared Hatch? You know what, what makes what makes him tick? What makes him the the good, the bad, and uh, everything that we do? So in that, uh, and here's where I like to be able to go here is wh- how do you prepare for next year? That's a good question um, because what I talked about earlier we've we've done it right exactly. It's oh my gosh we. We actually killed the we killed the <laughs> elephant. Now we got to figure out how to cook it and eat it. Um, one of the things we talked about as as a staff was all right. Let's enjoy this, mm-hmm. and let's and I've been fortunate as an assistant to win two state titles. Didn't always enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this, but I'm not going to let my hunger get tampered down. All right, I'm 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 happy, but I'm not satisfied. Okay. And so we talked a lot as a staff. All right, what can we do better? I think any organization, yes. you you got to do that. What do, we've just won a state title, okay? What can we do differently? And you got to be honest and look at, okay, I could do this differently. I could do this. Um, I asked for criticism from my assistant coaches. Uh, let's be honest. Where can we work harder? And so our, our thing is, we're going to try to keep these guys hungry. We're going to try to motivate them with, okay, can you do it twice? Was it a fluke? Maybe those seniors that graduated, maybe Darius and, and Tyrese and Manny, maybe they're the only reasons we were any good. And so we're hoping to we're hoping sure. to motivate that and stoke the fires that way. Um, it's going to be different. We're going to move to a different district. We're okay. going to be in the Shenandoah district. So there's going to be some uh, changes. And so we're going to preach. Hey, let's. We've never been in the Shenandoah district. We got to be the district. We got to win this first district championship. Wow. Uh, and so our goal is every year. Are, be the regular season champs, okay. be the tournament champs, let's be the region champ. I mean, on down the sure, line. Sure. And so that's one of the things we're going to work on. Um, this past year with Darius and Jarvis, we had two six, seven, six, eight kids. We're not going to have that next year. So we've already started adjusting the X and O's. What can we do to feature Jarvis? Um, Blaze and Jaleel and Jaden are three pretty good guards. How can we get those three together? And sure. so, but the, the idea is we're going to be happy. And we're going to talk about this every day, but no. but I want another one. How about that? And How Jarvis that? Jarvis said we're coming back. Uh-oh. So watch out! All right, you got to watch, watch out, out, Mr. Kids Bond. Say. <laughs> got it. That's right. Almost feel like a little bit of Pat Riley. Uh, oh yeah, in, in LA Lakers. Exactly. But, but again, as, as folks, as you hear, Coach uh, Hatcher, just I, I refer to it as the post mortem. Uh, just kind of really dissecting the season and see what he's got to do because you know iron sharpens iron and in that process you know how do you, you know you, you think about it you win a state you know it, it's very hard you know to come back after you go and and then then he you know his entire team will have a target on the back because people know when they walk in the gym next year hey these guys have won a state championship you know maybe they might they they may not be as good because the three seniors are gone so again we just you know wish them continue uh, continued success as they uh, not in the rebuilding stage we'll just call it they're just gonna be reloading. I so, hope so. <laughs> you know, so, so with that, here, here's another here's another great question. I, I've got I think I've got carved out for you. Uh, what is your greatest strength as a coach, and what is your greatest weakness as a coach? Oh wow, 
Um, my greatest weakness, I'll, I'll address that first, okay. because I, uh, I think sometimes I care too much. Mm-hmm. I want to, it's all wrapped up, family work, da 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 da. I did a really good job of, of managing a lot of that this year. Okay. Um, I get frustrated sometimes at the, I want it, I know how I want it, I know how it's supposed to look. Most people wouldn't consider me a perfectionist. You look at my desk, you're not ever going to think that. But basketball, I want a certain way. And sometimes I'll get derailed in practice because it's it's not going exactly the way I want it to go. Okay. And I have Terrell and Tilly to pull on the Rip. shirt. All right, coach, I got this. All right. We're fine. Or it's not that big a deal. Right. Um, and I think probably another weakness is since I coached as a JV coach without an assistant, Took me a while to get used to okay. asking for input on the bench. Gotcha. Because when I was a 21 year old out there by myself, I got to figure it out. I'm used to doing it all in my head, and I've gotten better at turning and saying, "What do you think, Terrell? What do you think, Tilly?" And we've worked uh, a lot better at. Uh, I can say, "All right, go talk to Jarvis." I can still Dang. coach. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to nitpick. Correct. And so sometimes I think that would probably. I don't know if Julia would agree with that. He's kind of watching. I think sometimes I. I come down too hard on things, and they they can't figure out what is he, why is he freaking out about this. Right. Um, I think my strength as a coach, um, it's the same thing. I'm passionate. I care a lot. I think it shows. Um, I've studied the game of basketball. I mean, I'm, I don't I don't know that I could go coach an NBA game. I, I know my system. Right. I know what I want to do. I got a pretty good feel for kids. I think I do a good job um, in those those last second, last minute situations. I like that. I feel calm in those situations. Um, I had a former manager say, Coach, if you're getting blown out, you're, you're an idiot. If you're <laughs> if you're blowing somebody out, you're stressed out and acting like an idiot. Mm-hmm. If it's close, you're calm and serene. And I never – and that's coming from a 17-year-old. Uh, I like those I like those moments. Um, but that's, that's my comfort zone. So I think that's my strength. My, my weakness is I worry about stuff I shouldn't worry about, and maybe we all do that in life. Sure we do. Uh, and, sure we do. And my strength is um, I've just done this a long time. <laughs> but, again, we just certainly appreciate you being just open and honest with that. So let's, let's staying on that same vein, you've worked hard, and I know to, to move out from under the shadow of your, you know, yes. shadow meaning your dad. Oh, yeah. So with that, what is what was his words to you? I know I know he was at the game, yeah. of course. What, what was the first thing he said to you after, you know, did you turn to him? Did you go to him? I, mean, I did. I um, just what take, a, us, take us back in time. Oh, man, great question. Um, You know, it's I love Carolina basketball. All right, so, and for those of people that, that don't like Carolina, at least you're cognizant of, you know, Roy Williams sure. is, is, is got the job from – from the man he loved, Dean Smith, mm-hmm. you know, and I, so I've joked. I said I was Bill Guthridge. I waited forever. I waited <laughs> okay. forever to get my job, <laughs> and then I had a really good first season, like Matt Doherty. Okay, and then it didn't go so well. Okay, and I said, man, I just want to be Roy Williams, <laughs> and so maybe I'll win one day. And so, you know, fortunate enough to win. Uh, so much of what I did with my dad, I'm so proud of. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be a part of that. I'm proud that he's my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never about proving anything. I'm not out here trying to beat my dad's record. I'm just right. trying to win. Right. And 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 that's a relationship my dad and I completely are very supportive of each other. And um, you know, he didn't want to come to the games. I said, "You got to come to the games, Dad. I might not ever win a state title. I might not ever get here again. I might not ever." Mm-hmm. And and years ago when we lost in '06, Dad uh, was talking about his first state title. And he said, "You never know. 
He said, you never know when you go if you'll ever go again. He, he said, son, if you ever, ever go, win it. So I, I had that in the back of my mind. And um, as, as the game wore on and I thought we might win, I'm looking to the stands and I got a thumbs up from my dad. Oh, right. So after we did the required kind of handshake thing, I went right off the floor and found him. He was with my, my aunt, his sister, and my mom and my brother. And I got to hug him. And he told me he loved me and he, he was so proud of me. And um, he, he said, that boy can coach. Um, that's, that's his little catchphrase that he gives me all the time, you know, as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old JV coach. My dad would give me positive feedback. How'd you win that game, son? I would have lost that game. You did a nice job. And, you know, also negative feedback. Oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Why'd you blow that game? And so, you know, he's been critical and positive with of my coaching my entire career. And I think he's pleased. Um, some, some folks told me, you know, he was some tears in his eyes and uh, – They've they've had conversations with him. I know he's proud. That's all I wanted to do is make my dad proud. Exactly. Um, and and that was the whole the whole thing. I, I served my dad as a loyal assistant, and uh, I'm happy that the shadow he cast I might get caught in. And now I'm I'm happy to at least you know I can I can uh, chirp a little bit. And and he's my biggest fan, sure. and so and my biggest critic. So, but that, that's good. But again, folks, as we say, you know, you know, basketball more in the game, and and that's what it's about. I mean, you think about what coach just say, frame that out. Uh, free, basically, freedom within the framework. You know, he learned from his father. You know, took it and you know, created his own uh, program. You know, since he's been at the helm and to be able to to, to sit back and, and win that thing and to be able to turn around and his, his parents and his, and just be able to share that moment. Uh, not just again, it's not just the, how basketball affects you know players, it's also how it affects coaches. Uh, so again, we just certainly appreciate people just taking time out and listening. So, Coach, I, I got it lined up. We're just going to keep right on rolling. All right. All right. So in that, you've won the state championship. Your folks were there. What was the first thing you did? What, what, when you first got back to Lee High School that next – the next day, what did you did you walk in the gym? Uh, I mean, did you? How did you? Did you go sit in the gym? Yes, it's okay. funny. You're never going to believe this. Um, when we won in 04, we got back to school, and I went in the gym. Of the kids, we put the uniforms up, we've cried, we've hugged, and I just stood in the gym by myself, looked up at that wall, and just cried. And you know, so we're coming back to to Stanton, and it's after one o'clock, and I'm trying to get stuff off the bus and get everybody gathered up and. Uh, you don't have a lot of control over guys after you've won a state title and the <laughs> season's <can> over. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, we set off the alarm at school. Okay. Um, so the, I got to talk to the police a little <laughs> later. But I go in, and the, and the team is in the gym. Okay. Pointing at the, they got the lights on, and they're pointing at where they want the picture to go. How about that? And I thought, man, I, you know, it's brazen just to, to think about that. That was our goal when we said we're going to put a picture on that wall. And now they're yeah. picking out the real estate. And so that was what we, we shared that moment. Um, we had some fans and some some folks come, um, you know, come into the locker room, and we just kind of all said our goodbyes. And after I talked to the police, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I went um, and I went home. I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep. I had voicemails and texts and calls from friends and former teammates. And I came over to school to bring the trophy. Okay. Uh, to put in the office. We had a work day. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm walking, and here it is. This is a state title. This is this is a, a this has got to be a dream. And I really did. I have I've had a dream off and on for the last eight nine weeks. They come to me and say, "Well, that wasn't a real state title. You've got a coach right now." 
and 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 I really have had that dream. And it's I'm always doing something not congruent with coaching. I might okay. be at a tennis match, or I might be shopping, or I might be in a restaurant, and someone comes and says, "Wait, you need to be at the game. You really didn't win." And so that's what motivates right. me now. But um, I, I I stayed over here and stayed up all night and uh, bought the trophy, and it's been um uh, it's been a ride since then, and I can't wait to um uh, I can't wait to coach. Uh, next year, I can imagine. the, the right. first open gym was difficult this spring. Okay, because all right, how do you? What's your tone? And it didn't take me very long to fuss at guys and and jump on guys for not doing what they're supposed to do. And so you got to set that tone. But uh, um, that's I mean, these questions are incredible. I could talk all day. That's all right, because uh, yeah, I've never won a state title, but I know how it end. I know how it feels at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so I just knew that question. It's, it's not that you know. It's not that different. It ends. Right, and, it and, ends. And if, and if we're coaching and we get beat in the regional, the district, even if we don't make it the turn, mm-hmm. it ends. And you still fill that void of, I don't get to go to practice today. Correct. And when you run it out to the final, it, it's the same. Correct. And, and I, I'm probably I, – I, depressed is probably too strong a word, but there is a – there's a definite – you know, mentally, I'm focused on basketball so much. I'm watching film. I'm talking. I'm reading. I'm um, – all my conversations. And that's gone. And you're like, man, I coach tennis, but tennis doesn't have the mental stimulation. And tennis, my tennis kids, they're doing it. They just have me to show up and, and direct a little bit. And so, but it's it's the same. The the end of the season, winning and losing, that part's the same. Except with when you lose, you think back to you know. It depends on how you lose, and and we've all been in that. You know, it's all oh, gosh. If we had done this or this, and then it's just like it's over. Uh, I, Coach Cow said one time, you know, it's like you're driving along on a trip, and then you drive off the road. That's 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 how it. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. And uh, so it's 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 exciting to be able to to have it end, and then have the the sense of accomplishment. But, but again, but, just you know, just hats off to to you and your staff, and you know, and, and, and Coach. It, here's here's the thing that I love about Coach Hatcher is as he he takes time and he recognizes his staff, you know, and, that, and that's such an important role. Uh, as an assistant coach, you know, so we want to call out a little bit to the head coaches uh, that may be listening, and and I know you guys value your your staff as well, but and they just he relies on the um, you know those those gentlemen to his left and right and and get that advice during crunch time. So again, coach, we just certainly appreciate you, know, you taking time out, recognize those guys. So as we start to you know put the tail end on this thing, we cannot talk about basketball and not talk about uh, Coach Hatch's favorite college team. Uh, and I'm kind of a little partial to those guys as well, me growing up in North Carolina. Uh, but we know that he's a, he's a Carolina fan, Coach uh, um, uh, Dean Smith, of course, and it goes without being said. And now uh, Coach Williams is at the helm. And they came up a little bit short last year in Houston, yeah. uh, but took care of business in Phoenix and had the opportunity to go out with well, Coach Hatcher's friend as well as mine, Ralph Sampson, and, and hit the last two Final Fours. And, you know, what a, what a bucket list thing that I was able to check off uh, to be there and, and watch the Hills in back-to-back championships. With that, Coach, give us a couple questions here. Who is your favorite player at Carolina? All right. And why? All right. And give us your favorite Tar Heel moment. All right. I got uh, – well, I have to say Kevin Madden since okay. he played at Lee. Oh, okay. All right. All right. No, so, no, no harm, no um, foul. You know, growing up – all right, so I was in the fourth grade, fifth grade. I was in the fifth grade when Mike Jordan from Wilmington, North Carolina, yep. was a freshman. Okay. All right, so I watched – Obviously, Michael Jordan, uh, all the way through his career. You know, I'm, I loved Carolina. Um, growing up, I really liked Jimmy Black, the point okay. guard on the '82 uh, yes. championship yes. team, and uh, Jimmy Braddock was also he was a backup shooting guard. 
Uh, I just thought I just liked the way he played. He was always hard nosed, and so as a and Phil Ford, yep. the four corners and my favorite Carolina memory. Um, you and I talked about you know Ralph. Ralph's a great guy. Ralph's a pretty good <laughs> high school player, I guess. Maybe a decent college player, <laughs> yeah, three time <laughs> player. You were. We went to Harrisonburg. Okay. Well, I can't cheer for Harrisonburg okay. or Harrisonburg guys. I'm a Lee guy, <laughs> so I, I spent a lot of time cheering against Ralph. But um, the the comeback game where uh, I guess it was like Ralph's junior year, where Jordan stole the ball from Rick Carlisle, okay. took it in, dunked Boom, to right. start a. That's that's one that always stands out because man, living around here, these UVA fans and Ralph. I can't I can't let my Tar Heels lose. So that was that was more for bragging rights at elementary school. But my favorite memory, um, Kevin was being recruited by Carolina. We were on a uh, an official visit for the most part. Uh, I guess it was my parents and my brother and I were there with Kevin. Okay. And uh, we got invited to come to Coach Smith's office, and we sat in Dean Smith's office. So all right, we're okay. This is pretty cool. Can't you know? We're in Dean Smith's office. It's my family and Kevin, and there's a knock on the door. And Coach Smith has come in, the door opens, and it's it's Frank McGuire, coach of the 1957 wow. NCAA championship team. Wow. So my dad and I recognize that it's Frank McGuire. My brother, my younger brother, who's in the third grade, he thinks it's Al McGuire, okay. Marquette's Marquette, coach. Yes. And he's like, he didn't look like he does on TV. And I was like, it's not the same McGuire. <laughs> so anyway, it's we get to meet Frank McGuire. And so it's Dean Smith, Frank McGuire, my mom, and dad, and Kevin and I. All right? My dad grew up a Carolina fan, so it can't get any better than this. Sure. So there's a knock on the door, and Coach Smith says, come on in. And it's Michael Jordan, who's a, who's a junior in college. And so now it's Dean Smith, Michael Jordan, Frank McGuire, and my family and my dad. And it's it's unbelievable. It's, it's uh, it, can't, it can't get any better. And Coach Smith says, Michael, why don't you take Jarrett and Brandon down to the locker room See if there's some football on. Uh, I'm going to talk with Kevin and his parents. So Michael takes my brother and I um, to the locker room. Kenny Smith was in there, Joe Wolf, Brad Doherty, all the guys that were on the 83-84 team. And so it's my brother and I and the Carolina team sitting around, hanging out in the locker room. How about and that? so that's not a that's not a uh, game moment, but that's my. But that's that, a big time that, moment. That's, yeah. And so then you try, you talk about. People question your integrity. You come back to school in the seventh grade and start telling them you've been hanging out with Michael Jordan all weekend. Nobody believed me. Yeah. Luckily, I saw him a few months later. He gave me sweatbands and a couple things. I still got the sweatband. I still got Michael's sweatband. Um, but so to be that age, you know that that seventh grade is such a it's, so, so I love the Tar Heels and nothing wrong with the heels. But in in, in that coach, so and, and folks, as, as so you see why the. the the, the river runs deep. You know, it just really does. It's just, you know, basketball is, is the heart and soul of, you know, Coach Hatcher, you know, through his father and then be able to just to, to for him to share that story with us, hanging out with, you know, as we say, MJ mm-hmm. and the guys in, uh, in Chapel Hill. It's, it's just a huge, huge uh, accomplishment to be able to, to be in, in the room of uh, basketball knowledge uh, with, uh, you know, again, Coach McGuire from 57, and I know uh, Joe Quigg hit those free throws oh, yeah. uh, in yeah. 57. And how I know that is uh, I actually played against his son. He was a dentist in Fayetteville, and his son was uh, actually in the same conference. And he no played, way. And played against us, and everybody said, like, you know that kid on the free throw? And he said, that's a Quigg son shooting free throw. His son was a good ball player as well. But in that, that's just a, a, a deep, deep uh, running 
um, tally of basketball uh, here at Lehigh. So with that, coaches, we start putting the, the wraps up on it. What I want to do, if, if you don't mind, I'm just going to give you uh, some final closing comments. Okay. Uh, and just anything that's on your heart that you want to share with the folks, that's what we're here to do. All so right. Well, I'll coach t- has the mic. Uh, I'll, g- I'll give, even give you one exclusive. Um, you know, you, coaching's hard. We talked about that last yes, night. It's, it's hard on it. Everybody's a critic. Everybody's got the right answer. And uh, the group of kids that I had this year, you know, they we endured a whole lot. We we didn't always win enough games. You know, their their sophomore year, uh, we struggled. And my my favorite Bible verse is is, is Psalm uh, 118.22. The stone that the builder refuses will always be the head cornerstone. Okay. That's been with me forever and ever and ever. And I told these guys, I said, think about that. We've been discarded. We've been counted out. We've been We've been a lot of things. I said, when this is all said and done, we're going to be where everybody else wants to be, and and you gotta you gotta have that mentality. And I hope that serves these guys in life. That when it's when it's not going well, it's not time to give up. It's time to dig down and go a little a little harder. And I just um I love basketball. I could I could talk um, forever about this. Thank you so much for having me on. But I just can't say enough about. How wonderful this group of kids! Um, you know, it's it's they're hard to rein in now, uh, as some of them are sitting here watching. They, but up until we won the state title, I thought they were super right. super special. <laughs> and, and then afterwards, you know, it's a bond that I'm going to have with these these guys for a lot for, for the for the rest of our lives. Sure and and um, I'm I'm fortunate, you know, the administration here helped me. They let me coach, and they, and they let me do things, and. And then the fans um, in Stanton have been so supportive and so receptive, and it's just I'm I'm lucky and I'm living the dream. And all I ever wanted to do was win a state title at Lehigh, and, and you did it. I did. Now I just want to win another one. There's nothing, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing wrong with that. So and, listen, and coach. I want to come on again and yep. interview you because the conversation we had last night was so interesting about what you did. Well, I appreciate uh, all weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it, Coach. And it, what Coach was just alluding to. Actually, I just got back from New York last night. I uh, was up uh, spending uh, actually all day yesterday up on Wall Street. Uh, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Mario Rivera, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, uh, Ralph Sampson. Um, Did you meet Reggie Jackson? I met Reggie Jackson. Uh, also met, met President Bill Clinton, uh, Mark Cuban, uh, Mayor Glo- uh, Bloomberg, who's worth like tw- uh, $28 billion. <laughs> you know, so we basically we were actually up uh, a little fundraising. Uh, we were invited up last year, so we made the trip again uh, this uh, yesterday. So I actually had a, about a forty-minute conversation with Coach Hatcher last night coming down Interstate eighty-one. And uh, yes, I was uh, I had it, had it on the speaker, so I wasn't like uh, you know texting or talking on the road. For, we for we the were listeners. very safe. Yeah, we we were safe all we were. <laughs> and I, I was worried I was going to put you to sleep, so no. I got off early. <laughs> no, but so so again, Coach, this is the, folks. Just to let you know, this is going to just be a, a start of many interviews to come, and so we'll be definitely uh, keeping Coach Hatch in the, in the Fighting Lehman of Lee High School here in uh, Stanton, Virginia on the radar. So uh, before we close, we always like to end it uh, this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14 and 6. So as always, uh, I'm your host, Coach Goins, uh, and if I don't see you out, out and about, I hope I see you in the gym. So until next time, always remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.